All right, welcome on back to Points and Doinks. The 2021 NFL season is on our way, and we are back for the week one, I would say, what, stardom, sit episodes? I mean, weekly Week episode, one preview. Week one preview episode, and we have a new segment to start this season. But before we do that, Cheese, Tyler, here as always. How you guys doing? Great. I'm doing fantastic. Love the enthusiasm. I'm fantastic as well. A little tired, hey. but football's back, baby. Lock Football is in. back, baby. And like I said, we have a special segment for you that we're going to try and do weekly. We're calling this Letters from the Commissioner. And Johnny Roca is with us. Johnny Roca, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited for this fantasy football season. So I wanted to add a little bit extra dimension to this uh, podcast because we usually just talk about like normal stuff as players, but I always find it interesting some of the parts about being a commissioner of the league. So each week I'm going to, you know, we'll come together, develop a question that you can answer a little long form and then get maybe some of your opinions. Guys, you should start guys. You could sit for the leading in week, but this week's question is what is the one thing you've learned from years of being a fantasy football commissioner that has made it easier to do what you do. Go ahead. You have the floor. All right. So I think it's all about keeping everyone engaged um, from the beginning of the season, not even the beginning of the season, going back to like July and August, just that lead up to the draft and all the way up until that championship game. Um, there's a lot of uh, trial and error, and it's just all about get, keeping everyone engaged from the very start. And my success has been, and you guys, you guys can attest for this is, we do our Facebook page. So if you're able to get your team to congregate somehow in some sort of a group, it's hard to do, but use the power of social media and get everyone together to vote on things, talk about things, and just deal with some of the, the bungholes of the, of the league. You always got that complainer. You got the lazy guys, you know, get on it, guys, you know. But communication and engagement is real huge throughout the year. All right. Uh, oh, shoot. All right. Awesome. Uh, it's great to hear from you. Why don't you give us a stardom and sit them for this week, and then you can go ahead and head on out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. All right, so my stardom and sit them for week one. Um, there's so many to mention, but outside of the obvious, I want to say to everybody, don't be afraid to start the following two quarterbacks. Number one, Kirk Cousins. 250 yards plus he's going to get. He's good for a touchdown or two, and he's playing a week Cincinnati secondary. So I have a lot of faith in him. A lot may not agree, but – J. Rowe, the commissioner, says, go ahead and start. Unless you guys have someone else who's a little more obvious, you got a Pat Mahomes as, as your number one QB versus him as your two, you obviously want to start him. But if you have Kirk Cousins, don't have much other options, definitely want to go with him. And my other quarterback is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's going to get a, uh, his first NFL game of his career is going to be an easy one against a, Houston, a struggling Houston team. So I think uh, he's going to be throwing for many yards and a couple of touchdowns as well. Um, my sit I just have one, or I have a couple actually, but, uh, Daryl Henderson of the LA Rams, although he seems to be the number one guy right now, now that acres is out, uh, the Rams now have a uh, Sony Michelle and just, uh, look for that team to run by committee. I mean, they've, they've been doing that for the last couple of years. So I definitely would stay away from any of the Rams until they figure it out. However long that may take. And my other sit is going to be anybody, any receiver or tight end from the Miami Dolphins team. I don't trust any of those guys right now. Uh, I would definitely not start any of those guys, not even Gusecki. 
All right, Jero. Thank you very much, man. It was very insightful. Appreciate you coming on and doing this uh, new segment with us. Right on. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Good luck to everybody. We'll see you on the Fantasy Gridiron. Later, J-Row. Later. All right, guys. Well, since it's week one, do we have any waiver? I wouldn't think there would be any waiver opinions or any big news that might be affecting that we want to address off the top. We do have some signings. We have uh, Le'Veon Bell going to the Baltimore Ravens, Danny Amendola going to the Houston Texans. Obviously, I think Le'Veon Bell's a bigger situation when J.K. Dobbins out. Gus Edwards, next man up. Le'Veon Bell, someone big name from the Steelers days. He wasn't exactly that weapon with the Chiefs. Travis Tyler, what do you think Le'Veon Bell's? If you have J.K. Dobbins, you obviously probably try to go out and get Gus Edwards. Do you try to uh, get Le'Veon Bell? Do you think see any worth in him? Well, I do in the matter of the fact that I don't think we've ever seen Gus Edwards get a load, a huge load. You know what I'm saying? No, but he's always Where's said the bongos? somebody. Where's always, the bongos? Well, you won't be able to hear the bongos, and it won't record for some reason. I don't know why I Damn. won't do it. But Damn. <laughs> it doesn't work that way for some reason. But I would hear it, and then I'd giggle. Um, so I think that Lev Bell would be a good idea as maybe a um, maybe a stash on the bench for somebody who's maybe stacked on the top end and is looking for high upside. Because if he's used in the red zone, that could be really effective. But we do know Lamar Jackson will just take it in himself. So I'm not sure how that – if you've got an open spot that you're comfortable with stashing him, I could see that. Otherwise, I, I would just stay away. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins' injury and then I believe the other backup. Oh, I, I see what you're doing there, Cheese. I, I like what Did he play the bongos? He tried. They didn't come out very well, but he tried. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just going off of YouTube. I, I know. Wanna, like, I didn't want to put it all the way up the microphone and blow everyone's eardrums out. Amen. That's brother. great audio. I love it. Um, I believe they just lost another backup over there, too. The guy who was behind Gus Edwards. So a little bit more depth for them. And it, like Travis said, we haven't seen Gus Edwards get that much work. So if he doesn't pan out like they're hoping, Le'Veon Bell is a good kind of safety play for for that Ravens team. But on a fantasy standpoint, I just don't see him getting very much work. I'm worried myself as somebody who went, went out and got Gus Edwards of even starting him just because I don't know how much they're going to run the ball through Gus Edwards, you know, with Lamar Jackson being mobile with other options. I mean, it's week one. Le'Veon Bell's probably not going to do too, too much. I agree. I mean, Lamar Jackson, maybe one of the best runners in the league in general. I, you know, I still see some value on Gus Edwards early on. It's kind of a wait-and-see approach, but that, that's a running offense, and it's almost kind of like the 49ers. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna want to run the ball. They're going to want to you know, have the good defense, run, run the ball, run out the clock. But, uh, you know, if you're desperate, if you're just trying to stash a player on the bench and maybe hopefully it works out, I think taking a flyer on Le'Veon Bell is – Worth it for the right price, depending on who you have on your bench. If you have, you're going in a deep league, I think it's worth the dart throw. Yep, yep, agreed. All right, well, if there's no other news or anything you want to get into, let's roll right into this week's uh, stuff here. So we'll start just like last season. One of us will take the turn of hosting and announcing the games and kind of mediating this, and then the other two will 
name players that they like, players that they don't like from the matchup, and we'll run it that way. So we'll start with the Thursday night, the inaugural game to this season, the Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why don't we, we'll start with cheese on this one. Why don't you go ahead? So Buccaneers returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl team. They're going to be deadly, and they're able to lock up the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So I'm high, I think, on the Dallas offense in general. I love everyone. Dak seems like he's uh, a, he's going to be a go. I'm a little worried some that maybe they lock him up very early. But uh, if we're just going off of this game, Buccaneers offense, pretty almost, I would say almost everybody, if you have them, start them. This Cowboys defense might be a little better than last year, but they're still going to be bad. And with the running back situation, I think we said it on the on the uh whatever preview show. I think I, I like Ronald Jones, maybe a, a little bit more overall than Leonard Fournette uh, during the season. All right. Uh, yeah. You said you kind of liked everybody on that Cowboys offense. There's one guy who I would kind of, I'd be a little worried about starting and that's Zeke going into at least this week. They just lost their all, all pro guard Zach Martin for, for a few weeks due to injury. Uh, I think that's going to really hurt him in the run game. And I think that Buccaneers defense is going to put clamps down on that Cowboys on that Cowboys offense for, for at least week one. So I, I wouldn't be looking for, you know, Dak, Dak to come out and throw 450 yards like he did last year for his first, first few games or whatever. But I, I would, I would be cautious. I would be cautious. If you, if you have another play, I'd look somewhere else. Great advice, guys. We'll move on to the Sunday slate. We'll start with the um, opening game here listed for Sunday. That's a 10 a.m. game. Jaguars at Texans. Ty? Uh, We saw how bad the Texans' defense looked all last year. I think this is a prime opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to kind of put his dick on the table and, and, and show that he belongs in this league. So I like Trevor Lawrence. I like I'm a little worried about wide receivers. Uh, I don't know who his go-to guy is going to be. So Marvin Jones owners, LaVishka Chenault owners, DJ Chark owners. I don't know if you, if you drafted him to be your wide receiver, one wide receiver two, then I guess you got to go with them. But if you drafted him as a flex, I would use this week as kind of a, a tester to see who that number one guy is going to be for them. Who's going to take the reins and then go from there. Looking at the uh, Houston Texans side of things, they're going to be a bad team. We have Tyrod Taylor announced as a starter. Deshaun Watson says he's the third stringer on this. I don't even know if he's going to play the entire season. But someone has to score points. Someone has to do something on this team. I like Brandon Cooks coming into it. He's the top guy. The defense is bad. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Uh, but when it comes to the running backs, it's like I'm looking at the depth chart here. And it's like a kind of quote unquote star studded lineup, but they're all kind of older and past their prime with Mark Ingram, David Johnson. But I think the guy to really look out for is Philip Lindsay. Now, uh, the Jaguars, they're in question. I think they're going to have a, a surprising season, not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But I, I mean, I like Philip Lindsay and I like Brandon Cooks. I don't know if I'd say start Lindsay this week, but if you have him, or looking for maybe a waiver wire pickup, I think that's someone to maybe keep an eye on. I, li- I like the talent potential out of Philip Lindsay. That's for sure. He's got the higher than anybody. I drafted him in a couple leagues because of you know the other two older guys, and I like what Lindsay can do as a pass catching back, and that 
what may be a train wreck of a Texan offense. So I appreciate you bringing that up really much. Um, next game is the Washington football team hosting the LA Chargers. Chiefs, we'll kick it to you. So I'm gonna take the Chargers. Uh, I think the Washington football team is gonna be a really good team this year, especially their defense. But Justin Herbert, he's gonna continue to do things. Maybe a little bit of a sophomore slump, but he's still going to be very productive. Keenan Allen, I think, is one of those guys who is just always a constant producer, but doesn't put up the super flashy moves, super flashy numbers to you know get the love that I think he kind of deserves. And uh, Austin Eckler, he, he's right there. I think he's going to be a top eight, maybe even top five running back when everything's said and done. So you know, people who are able to maybe get him a little later in the first round are definitely going to be able to uh, uh, get a value out of him. But it is a tough matchup against Washington but I think all the stars that you would expect those three guys are going to, you know, get enough to at least put you in contention to win the game when this week. Yeah. I know a lot of people are, are worried about the uh, Washington defense. I know they're good, but I just like the high power offense that the chargers have going for them. Herbert should continue a tear that he did in his rookie season. So I like that uh, on Washington side. I like Fitzpatrick. I, I don't think the Chargers did enough to that secondary to really worry you at all from from staying away from the wide receivers. So Scary Terry with with Fitz Magic should be a great great go to. Uh, kind of a, a tougher position to gauge tight end. I like Logan Thomas. He, he kind of struggled a little bit last year, but that was with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. I think he's going to strive this year with uh, with Fitz Magic, and then Curtis Samuel. Uh, if you if you bought into it, I don't know if you want to start him this week, but that's another guy who, if they utilize him like how Carolina utilized him last year, he could really win you PPR leagues. All righty, next game, the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Tyler? All right. I'll start it off with the, uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. I'll take the easier team here. Cause I think it, I think a lot of people, if you listen to this uh, or pre-draft, you know, I didn't like Tyler Lockett. So I'm not somebody who bought in on him. I'm not playing him. I'm staying away from there. Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson are your go-to guys in this Russ should have a pretty, pretty good uh, game. DK. I think they want to get, started off early, set the tone early with those guys. And then Chris Carson, I know they're the Seattle's also going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to get back to how um, Pete Carroll likes to run that offense. And I think Chris Carson's going to start looking like he did a few years back. Talking about the Colts, we got Carson Wentz questionable coming into the game. So we still don't exactly know what his status is, but I'm not a big fan of the the running backs with the Colts. I, I think it's going to be very much by committee. And with Jonathan Taylor, you probably got him, you know, late, late first, maybe early second. And I'm just scared. You have Naeem Hines. I even think Marlon Mack coming off of that injury is going to be able to, you know, snipe some touchdowns, snipe some uh, touches away from Jonathan Taylor to, you know, really handcuff him. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's down for he's on the IR for a couple weeks. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I think he's definitely the guy to uh, step up. So I think out of all the Colts, he's I don't even know if I'd say with confidence because we don't exactly know what's going on with the Seahawks defense. I think they're going to be a little better, but they weren't exactly, you know, lockdown Legion of Boom defense. So I think out of everyone, I, th I think I like Michael Pittman the most on this team, but I'm not in love with it. So maybe flex wide receiver two uh, considerations. 
Yeah, especially with not knowing on what's going on with the backfield just quite yet. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, all those guys could be a mess. But I like your advice. I think Michael Pittman is the smartest choice, if one at all. And then we'll move to the New York Jets, the New York football Jets. They're going to Carolina to play the Panthers. Cheese. So if you have Christian McCaffrey, I think it's a safe bet you should start him against the New York Jets. So this is the type of <laughs> analysis. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you Time sure? Out. Are you sure about that? Do you want to you want to double think that? Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey coming off injury, you really want to start him week 1? Do you really? I mean, he might really? be you're, you're you know, now you're making me double th- you know, trying to I mean, if you're starting anybody out of Carolina, you're starting Chubba Hubbard, all right? That's, Ch- that's Chubba Hubbard? Chuba. Yep. Hubba. Hubba Bubba? Hubba Bubba. I, I said that right, right? It's you said Chuba. it right. I'm just fucking with you. Okay, you guys are uh, – I got scared there first. No, it's Chuba. It is Chuba, though, right? It's Chuba, not Chubba. Yeah. I like Chubba. I do, too, but – You're just doing a d- dozen bit. I honest to God thought that was his name. R.I.P. Trista Kit, correct? All right, geez, go ahead. We we get it though. Christian McCaffrey. Going off of the, the Chubba Hubbard. Uh, I mean, he's a good, you know, insurance option. I don't know if he's exactly the number one guy if Christian McCaffrey were to go down, but I think if you have CMC, you should probably he is coming off injury. He should be fine, but I think he's definitely someone to uh, to stash over there. We weren't able to do the curveballs and chair shots season preview. But coming this week due to technical difficulties. But I, I really do like this Carolina offense, this Carolina team in general. Sam Darnold finally getting out of, you know, uh, Adam Gase revenge game, Sam Darnold revenge game here. So I think he's going to he's going to pop off. And I, I you know, I know it, it's the Jets. It's not a hot take, but, you know, I kind of like everybody on on Carolina, not just against the Jets, but I think uh, season long as well. Yeah, I, I like the addition of Sam Darnold over there. I think that's that. Offense is going to flow a little bit better. But I also think the Jets did good this offseason. I like Zach Wilson at, at QB over there, especially with uh, Corey Davis. I'm not starting Zach Wilson, but I like the addition. I think it helps Corey Davis's his case. And I think Elijah Moore, who's kind of – he's kind of a deeper league if you're in like a 16 team. Uh, I'd go out and grab him. They have – they seem to have a uh, connection, him and Zach Wilson. And it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how this offense runs with with what's his name at, at head coach now. I can't Robert Sala. Robert Sala. So I think the only person I'm really starting week one would be Corey Davis, maybe in a flex role, maybe a wide receiver three flex flex spot. Um, but that's pretty much it for the Jets. All right, well, Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll kick it back into you, over to you, Ty. Go ahead. I mean, this was just – this was set up for me. I know it was. I mean, everybody knows who you're starting out of Cincinnati, and that's the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Mixon, <laughs> who, for all of you out there listening – Oh, we should have we should have talked all, about that at the for beginning. All, for all of you out there listening, wondering, did Tyler do it again? You know, he got burned last year in fantasy. Would he – We would go he, back – don't would do it, girl. Joe Mixon? Don't do it. it again. Not only did he do it once, he did it twice. So nice, I, he had to do it twice. I, I, I took my Joe Mixon griefs from last year and I doubled down. Just like, said, just like it, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but exactly. that a boy. Exactly. So Joe Mixon, comeback starts now. 
This is his revenge tour. This is a revenge tour for everybody who was talking shit. All right. Um, but I also, <laughs> uh, Minnesota's, Minnesota's secondary, uh, not the best in the world. We saw they had kinks in the armor last year. So I think Joe Burrow, I'm, I don't know if I'm starting him, but T Higgins, we saw he had a rapport with. So if I'm starting a wide receiver out of Cincinnati, I'm starting T Higgins. Tyler Boyd, possibly. I'm waiting on Jamar Chase. I want to see him prove it first, and then I'm going to go in on Jamar. So we'll, that'll be my feeling out process out of Cincinnati. As a smart man says on this podcast, he's eating too much popcorn. He just keeps dropping the ball during preseason. Ah, hate to see it. Who says that line? Cheese does. <laughs> yeah, definitely not me. It's definitely me, not Travis. No, I eat too much popcorn myself. So oh, Okay. Funny anyway. story about popcorn. Nope, sorry, wrong podcast. Oh, we can't tell funny stories on the podcast? No, I didn't really have a funny story. Yeah, I don't know why he started that. That was I don't, <laughs> funny bit inside my head, but I eat, like, I eat like a bag of popcorn a day. Is that okay? Probably. The butter and no. salt combination probably is not good. Maybe if you go like just straight popcorn. Well, I always add extra butter and salt. Yeah, so uh, let's let's keep going. I'm sorry, okay. I, I ruined the flow. We were on a flow. That's my fault. New 2021 season, trying to get in the rhythm here. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Johnny Roca talked about how he likes Kirk Cousins. I I saw I, your face. I saw your I'm face. Not, I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins, but I'm also not a fan right now of the receiver situation. Right now, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are both questionable. Thiel, uh, Jefferson dealing with a shoulder injury. Saw TikTok, some doctor talking about it. So it must be true that uh, he's a little worrisome about his shoulder because it is, you know, prone to re-injure if he falls on it wrong or do something like that. So, you know, Jefferson, he might have, he probably was your first receiver you took, maybe second, and you're probably starting him. But I'm just going to give you a little worrisome. They are playing the Bengals and they are they are trash, but he could go down again. So, but just look, look okay, out for that. so so you said him and Adam Thielen are both questionable. What does that do if one plays and the other doesn't? The, I, I mean, if Jefferson goes down, then I that would help Thielen, I guess. But then that means a lot of the attention will go to him. I was and I just say. don't think if the I don't think Thielen is that type of guy to you know outmaneuver double coverage like Jefferson is. So it might go down to whatever this guy's name is, tight end Tyler Conklin. Maybe maybe he's the guy to start. You know, is he fucking Conky. Yeah. Shout out Conky. Pull the lever. Pull the lever, Conk. Cronk. <laughs> oh, Conk. You never got that far in a trailer park, boys, not I? I watch all of trailer park. Uh, all of oh, trailer you don't park remember boys. fucking Conky? I remember. I just wanted okay. to do my own bit. I didn't want to <laughs> well, keep fu- going. Well, fuck you then, all right? I didn't want to keep going with your bits. <laughs> Next game is going to be the Arizona Cardinals going into Tennessee to play the Titans. Where, where are we at? We're at Ty or we had. No, we're at cheese. No, cheese, cheese is starting this. Go one. ahead, buddy. Uh, we got the Titans. They got a little bit of a COVID situation, but I think by the time everything uh, shakes out, everyone should be playing. Um, you know, the guys you're going to start, you know, Derrick Henry, he's going to be good. Uh, AJ Brown, he's going to be good. Julio Jones, I, I think I talked about this on the, on the draft show. I'm not a big fan of him. I think I would probably look somewhere else, but, you know, this Arizona defense. You know, it's good up front. I'm still, there's some question marks with the secondary. So maybe Julio could, you know, break one and, you know, get a couple, 
get a touchdown and some catches. But uh, I think Henry and uh, Brown are probably the guys you're looking at. I do like Tannehill, you know, long-term the vaccination and COVID stuff resides, you know, that's kind of an extra headache. You don't really want to deal with, but you know, screw it. Ryan Tano, start him. Yeah. That is a huge headache to deal with. I would hate to, uh, especially the Kirk cousins. I'm not dealing with Kirk cousins, you know, vaccination COVID status. Cause it's Kirk cousins. I can find I remember how else. he, everybody forgets how he cooked his steaks. He put them on top of aluminum foil on the grill. I remembered. I just wanted oh. everybody else to. I wanted you to have to. I explain had no idea what he was talking about. Because nobody you did, else. You've never that. seen that? Why is that a thing? I, me and you only remember Tyler. Because it was a thing on Pardon My Take. They did oh. the bit on Pardon My Take. And did they? I knew, yeah. And I was this is like, like that episode of South Park um, where they just do The Simpsons Did It. Yes, exactly. But it's just every other podcast. Yep. All right. On Arizona's side, I like pretty much all their offense. When it comes to Kyler Murray, you're playing DeAndre Hopkins. I'm I'm flexing AJ Green. I would flex AJ Green this week, strictly due to the fact that I think with um, what's his name, who was the two guy over there last year? Do you mean AJ Brown? No. Am I getting confused? AJ, AJ Brown Green is on Tennessee. Of the Arizona Cardinals. Of the Arizona Cardinals. AJ Green is now on the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, fuck. All right. That's my bad. I was tripping. Yeah. I think Christian Kirk takes a step down this year. I think I think they try to use AJ Green a little bit more um, into that role. So who's all over there now? Do they still have Fitzgerald playing? Obviously, someone has listened to Curveballs and Chair Shots because we did a whole bit on him not being – on the team and how he should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, Damn. that's my bad. I, I must have just forgot. I Damn. listened to that part. I think I think the big controversy out of Arizona is who do you start at the running back position? Do you put your trust in Chase Edmonds? Do you go with James Conner? I say neither of them this week. This is another wait and see type situation. I like Chase Edmonds upside a little bit more, but I think uh We'll have to see how Cliff Kingsbury decides to get, you know, split their time. All right, very good. Let's go on. The Detroit Lions are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Back to you, Ty. All righty, I will take San Francisco here. Uh, Did they even announce who's starting this game? Is Is it Jimmy G? Yeah, it's Jimmy G. Yes. Jimmy G. It's Jimmy. They announced him as a starter, I believe, last week. All right. So I'm not starting him at, at QB anyways. I, I wouldn't start a QB out of there just because I don't know if if even uh, – what's his fucking name? Shanahan. Trey Lance. No, if Kyle Shanahan trusts that. Mike trusts, Shanahan. Trust his quarter, quarterback, Kyle Shanahan. Why did you say Mike? I was just trying to trip you up. I'm already tripped up as it is, Travis. Jesus Christ. Um, you're obviously starting George Kittle. I think Travis, this is the time. Brandon Ayuk. I think you got to start him. I think you got to put your trust in him. Hell yeah! And that's pretty that feels, much it. That that's feels good. That's that who I'm starting good. out of that team. Thank you. Thank you for backing up my love. You're welcome. Should you go out of your way and pick up Trey Lance now? 
or do you see what Jimmy G does? And if he's starting to taper, then that's when you go make the move or do you try to get ahead of the game. I would, I would wait. I wouldn't go out there just right away. Uh, Cause I think, I think if they do, I think it's going to be by week four, week five is when they make the switch. And so I, I would, I would give it a week or two and figure, figure out, find, find those diamonds in the rough that, that shine through in week one through white waivers and then week two, week three, then maybe spend your time looking for that, that backup quarterback who might make it to full time to make it to well, their I think, starting job. Well, I think this depends more on who you have as your quarterback currently. If you have a guy like, let's say, Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, type level, one of the high level QBs, um, you want to well, – so if you have a guy like that who you know is going to start week in, week out, just their upside is too high. Lamar Jackson in the same boat. Um, and your second guy is not somebody that you need to stash. You're hiding from the rest of the league. I would say go out and get Trey Lance if you're really thinking that he's going to come uh, – he's going to start soon because then you're not even worried about, you know, having to – battle um people on the waivers for him if you have that spot go for it if you have a guy who's week in week out gonna start but if you're you got a couple quarterbacks kind of in the mid-range who you might be you know um playing matchups with i wouldn't waste those spots on taking a flyer on trey lance coming to start i do think that um with kyle shanahan i don't think he's gonna be afraid to yank um uh, what's his name? I'm fucking Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I don't think he's going to be afraid to yank Jimmy G in the middle of a game. So getting ahead of it would be awesome just so you don't have to do waiver fights. But, you know, if you need the spots, you need spots. Yeah, I think I agree with Travis a little bit more, especially if you have, you know, one of the top five guys. And you can use Trey Lance as, as trade bait as well. I think overall, I like, I like Justin Fields, I think, a lot more than Trey Lance. But if you have to get Trey Lance, then I think – He'll be fine. Uh, going over to Detroit, tough matchup against the 49ers. I, they're going to be a really good defense. So I think oh, out of anyone, you're really locking down TJ Hawkinson. I mean, you draft him probably decently high, and he's going to be your starter regardless. But uh, we talked about the uh, running backs over there in Indianapolis. I kind of see the same thing here with Detroit. You got DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, you know, one, two guys. I still don't know. You know, DeAndre Swift is like officially the one, but I think Jamal Williams is going to be a guy who can snipe a lot of opportunities. So you know, I, I'm not in love with really anybody on this team except for TJ Hawkins. And I think he can take a big step up and possibly, you know, be like the fourth tight end. You know, they drafted him out of Iowa pretty high, I think, last year or two years ago. So they're really waiting for him to take the next step. And I think this will be the season he does that. Jared well, he's Goff. also got Jared Goff. Yep. I think Ty was going to say what I was going to say. Jared Goff likes throwing to tight ends a little bit more. So I think TJ Hawkins definitely has that step up. And we saw what Jamal Williams did to an even better running back in Aaron Jones over in Green Bay. So you, you you expect it to be now in Detroit with a slightly less talented running back. He's going to get a little bit more work, and I think they're going to split it a little bit more. So I, I stay away from those running backs as well. Awesome. Next matchup is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Buffalo to play the Bills. Two really fucking roughneck cities going at it. And we're back to Tyler, or we're back to Cheese, excuse me. So this should be a fun matchup. 
We got to see exactly what the Steelers are looking like after they just fell off a cliff last season, after somebody had to curse them. Damn, I hate to see it. Hate to see it. But uh, how are the uh, Blue Jays doing, geez? Uh, they actually coming off a sweep. They're doing fantastic. They're fucking hot right now. I know. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, so Josh Allen, you know, he's you're starting him. He's going to be fantastic. Steph, uh, Stephon Diggs, he's he's great. But you know, someone else has to catch the ball over there with uh, no John Brown. So Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. Out of those two guys, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit higher on Emmanuel Sanders. I know he he was kind of the guy, the second to Michael Thomas over there in uh, New Orleans. He never was able to really break out. But I think with Josh Allen, that's going to be much more high-powered offense than what the Saints were able to do with the dinks and dunks with uh, Drew Brees' arm falling off. So I think I like Sanders a little bit more this season. Uh, Dawson Knox, I, you know, he's a tight end. If, if you're really, like, struggling, maybe, because it's such a high-powered offense, but I don't know. I like Dawson Knox in the red zone, and that's about it. He's a red zone threat, big target for Josh Allen. So on those attempts where Josh Allen doesn't truck it in himself, I think he looks for Dawson Knox down there. Um, I was going to ask you guys this. How do you think with with I know it's going to be a little controversial COVID vaccines and all that and all that stuff. Don't get triggered out there. Uh, Do you think that plays part in how much players see the field? We know Cole Beasley has been a guy that has actively been uh, an anti-vaxxer, basically, saying he doesn't want to get it. Do you think that means Emmanuel Sanders will see the field more because of that? No. Uh, Football coaches don't give a shit what you do. Um, Honestly, I think the only time that's going to play – Tell that to Riverboat Ron. What? Tell that to Riverboat Ron. What did he say? In the Jaguars. Yeah, they, you know, they, these are head coaches who have come out and said, my players will all get vaccinated. They they have to, or else they won't be playing for them. Well, they already made that opinion. So I don't think the, I don't think anybody who hasn't said anything really cares that much, you know, unless they're disrupting, which is if like negative tests come in, blah, 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 and it starts being a hassle. But right now it doesn't seem like too much of a hassle. So I don't think it's going to affect their play time. And I talked a little about it with the Kirk Cousins thing. It's Cole Beasley. Like, yeah, he's fine. You can maybe flex him here and there. But when if you're, like, kind of debating between someone and, you know, maybe you don't even know if the other person's vaccinated or not, I might just lean towards that person. That's just one less thing you have to worry about. Because if Beasley is a close contact with somebody on, like, a Wednesday or Thursday, he's definitely not going to play. Yeah, so it's, just, to, it's just one extra thing to worry about that you don't want to think about. Yeah, but I think, but in that case, your that question doesn't really matter because you have time to adjust your lineup at that. You know, for, for the for the purpose of this show, it it doesn't matter because you'll have time to adjust. But going into a game where both you know all the options are available to play that day, and you're worried about putting them in your starting lineup, I don't think that's going to take play time away from them. I should I should have phrased that differently. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once he gets through all the protocols and he's able to play, it shouldn't matter. That's that's what I was kind of getting at. All righty. Um, on Pittsburgh side of things, uh, Big Ben, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of him this year. I like Najee Harris at running back. A lot of people drafted him high. I think he probably has the most upside out of everybody on this Steelers offense. Uh, I don't – I know – if you're going to stream a defense, stay away from Pittsburgh. I know how how appetite, how good Pittsburgh's defense always looks. Buffalo's offense is just too good. And I just don't think they're going to have that same quality of play we've seen in years past. 
Well, Steelers' defensive line has also lost a few players, correct? Defensive and offensive. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the wide receivers, I think I put most of my trust surprisingly into Deontay Johnson just because we saw at the end of last year that he was a favored target or we saw at the beginning of last year before Big Ben got hurt that he was a favored target by Big Ben. Um, and Juju, I think, takes a little step Juju takes a step down and, and Claypool also kind of takes a step down as well. I think, um, I, yeah, I don't like Juju. I, uh, I just don't like, I, I don't think Bad he's going to keep, I don't think he's going to continue to be consistent, but I do like the upside on Claypool. That's the, that's the issue. Uh, he is such a deep threat. I just don't know if Ben's going to have time to get it there uh, or be yeah. able to get it there yet. Yeah. With, so, with, like, that would be something to kind of tease or watch out. Yeah, with the offensive line being the way it is now, I just don't see him having the time. And Najee Harris, again, stepping up because it's going to be a lot of dink and dunks this year. Yep. And so, next game, Battle of the Birds, Philadelphia Eagles at Atlanta Falcons. Tyler. All right. I will start it with the Falcons. Uh I know we were talking tight ends, not under, not really sure. I like Kyle Pitts. I like Kyle Pitts in this matchup. I know Philly's defense has struggled. We saw it struggle last year. I think that continues into this year. Um, Calvin Ridley has a good year, and I think he has a good – not just a good year, but a good game this, this week against a bad Philadelphia team. Um, I'm still – I'm not sure about Mike Davis yet. I'm sure a lot of people out there drafted him to be maybe an RB2, maybe a flex. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see because some fucking asshole stole him from me, so I can't actually wait to see. Yeah, I was going to say, someone was a little salty that someone drafted him, and yet now he doesn't like him. It's kind of crazy. Well, well, I drafted him. I was trying to get him late, though. I wasn't trying to get him to be a, a starter. It was kind of a wait-and-see type guy. I, mean, I took him in like the fifth round. What would you expect? Be I thought it was later, though. I thought it was later than that. Wasn't it like seventh? Pretty sure that was like, no. I drafted him as my RB2, and I think I already took like four or five plays before that. I thought it was later. Eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. All right. Yeah. Over to Philly. Uh, Jalen Hurts might be more of a uh, fantasy quarterback than an actual real football quarterback. But uh, Miles Sanders, he's going to be someone that I think is going to get sniped a little bit from Boston Scott. So, you know, maybe – curve your enthusiasm for him uh I'm, I'm expecting big things from Devontae smith you know rookie heisman trophy winner out of alabama uh bad defense against the falcons uh this could be i don't know if i'd say like a breakout game because he's we got 16 more games after this for him to prove himself but uh, th- this could be uh you know big big week it's you know you probably didn't start you know draft him as a starter but you know, it could be one of those things to where you draft, you see him have a big week one, and then you get excited, and then maybe I haven't looked ahead to see who they play week two, but you know, maybe you get overexcited and he takes a dud in week two. So this could be a showcase of Devontae Smith, but I don't know if that would be, you know, something he's going to do week after week. I think it's more bad Atlanta than good Smith, even though I do like him. I'm worried about both the coaching staffs for either of this team, so. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Next sixth, game. Sixth round, cheese. Sixth round. He went and looked it up. 
I did. I had I had to make sure because I was like, uh, I couldn't remember where he was drafted at. I didn't Next game, stupid. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cleveland Browns, and we're back. We're back to cheese, right? Yep. Yep. So Cleveland, uh, I like both the running backs, Chubb and Hunt. I think Chubb, you can start him as, you know, RB1 or 2. Hunt, he's probably going to be a, a solid flex play uh, over there, pretty much like he always is. The Chiefs, you know, we saw in the Super Bowl and some other times that maybe you can, you know, attack them via the run, and I think that's definitely what the uh, – Brown's are going to try to do here. The wide receivers over there, you know, Baker Manfield, I think he's going to be having, he's going to have a good season, but Odell Beckham, if he didn't have the name of Odell Beckham, I don't think he'd be as drafted as highly and as loved as I think people love him. So I'm staying away from Odell pretty much entirely. It's kind of a prove it situation, but he's not a guy who's going to be on waivers. He's probably going to always be on someone's team. I just don't want him on my team. I like it. I like it. Now tell me, tell me if this is crazy out here, guys, but I'm starting Pat Mahomes. I'm starting Travis Kelsey. I'm starting Tyreek Hill. Is that crazy? Is that crazy to think? It's it's a little, it's a little kooky, but I wouldn't I, go I, as far as saying crazy. I heard right. someone likes Kirk Cousins. So maybe look to stream Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Yeah, I, us here at Points and Doinks would like you guys to know that we want Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes. Put it on a put it on a meme. Put it anywhere. That's what we think. I'm gonna go into all of J Rose leaks and post that he said <laughs> that. And be like, well, I didn't say. Hold up, I didn't say that. Um, other than that, Ceh, I know is questionable this week. I think he plays. Um, I'm not really holding out too much hope for him. They did go out and get Jarek McKinnon from the Niners. They still have Daryl Williams. So they, they have a little bit of a situation of they might start going to a a, uh, a committee if, if CEH doesn't shows, – shows a little uh, downside from what he showed last year. If we could talk a little real football. Here like, we go. I don't, I don't think – I don't think CEH it, – it, like saying that he's not showing what he needs to show is an insane thing on how much they throw the fucking football. Like what, do, what more do you want from him? He's consistently out there. He gets yards when he needs it. I don't yeah. understand. He's, he's doing, he's doing it for, for real football standpoint, like to the point where they're not going to look to replace him. But for a fantasy football standpoint, I'm not liking it. Yeah. I mean, I think last year was the true Testament when he got drafted high. I wouldn't know about it. And um, he really didn't do much because Casey, even when they got up big, still fucking threw the rock. Like they did not run it. It was it was such a. Uh, it is what it is. So it was like, I mean, I, if Chris Brown was there, yeah. you know they would just run it, run it, run it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think you're done trying to see that in the the floor. Is it the floor? The ceiling for what a Casey running back can do has been extremely lowered yeah yeah true they don't Next. have sammy watkins to show up uh big in week one either <laughs> next game new orleans saints hosting the green bay packers back to utah i mean another one that just falls right into the lap we're eating w's our king our, our not only uh, not only is a a regular season regular football king 
our fantasy football king, Jameis Winston, is back at the quarterback position, starting at the starting quarterback position. We love to see it. This has been a moment for everybody on this podcast, and I just want us to bask in it for a second. Yep. Because this is the beginning of the beginning for us and our story with Jameis Winston on the rise to his Hall of Fame. I mean – I would say that he started his Hall of Fame career when he threw for 50 touchdowns like two years ago. 30, whatever, whatever. 30 30 club, baby. 30 30. Um, well, then he got benched. Yeah. That's like the low level. You know, when they, when they do the Hall of Fame DVD, it's going to be like he threw for 30 30, then he was benched. And this is the moment. They're going to yeah. pull clips from this podcast and go, you know, these this three is, white people from California believed in they him. They believed in him long enough. Even though the crab legs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, half. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to kind of start counting our Mexican sides. We got one, one. We got a quarter each, so it adds up to a half. Yeah, so we got one whole brown guy, technically. Just different browns. Three, three white guy and a whole brown guy. On this, <laughs> this, is, this is getting. <laughs> is that Somewhere. A <laughs> is that a hand? Um. Yes, Jameis Winston, if you have him, you're playing him just because that upside is so good and because he, us here at Points and Doinks love Jameis Winston. So if I'm, imagining, I'm imagining an amazing shootout between Aaron Rodgers and Jameis <laughs> Winston. Winston. If you're a listener and you, and you listen and you, you heard us say go get Jameis Winston, you have to start him. Like, you have yeah. to. If you don't, you can't listen anymore. Wait a second. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying out there, Jameis Winston owners? You have to start him. God damn it. Um, other you paid me in a fucking corner. You're goddamn right I am. Uh, for people who don't know, Travis went out and grabbed Patrick Mahomes in the first round, but he also has Jameis Winston. <laughs> you put me in such a bad situation where so, I, now I have to start Jameis and oh. know who would great who would pair greatly with Jameis Winston? Traquan Smith, Travis. Just double down. No, I do not have Traquan Smith. I do All not right. do that anymore. Yeah, but if you are going to start a wide receiver from New Orleans, Marquez Callaway had great uh, rapport, great rapport, great chemistry with Jameis Winston in that week three uh, preseason game. So I like him. And obviously, you drafted Alvin Kamara in either the second or the third spot. You're you're playing him. Latavius <laughs> Murray has say, been geez, released. I don't know if I mean obviously, you know, you you want to draft or get some some insurance for Kamara. He doesn't miss a whole lot of time, but Murray did, you know, see some value. Do you still look at next man up? I don't know who the next guy up is. Tony but, Jones Jr. So is that is that a guy you try to if you have Kamara, do you stash him and you know just as an insurance policy? I I wouldn't just for the the simple fact of if Kamara does go out. I think they just get rid of the running game. I think they, honest to God, they might just throw fucking Taysom Hill back back there and let him run the rock before they, they put run in, the wishbone. Exactly before they put in Tony Jones Jr. So, and when, when you got the King James Winston, it's basically like having the Chiefs 2.0. You don't need a running back. You just air the bitch out. You goddamn right. <laughs> and just to reiterate, if you have Jameis Winston and he's not starting Week One. I just I can't see how you could be affiliated with points and doinks as a listener or anybody out there. Just saying. 
Anyways, Green Bay Packers, you're starting Rodgers, you're starting Jones, you're starting Adams. It's very similar to the situation in Buffalo. It's, you know, Adams and uh, Rodgers, fantastic. They're going to light it up. But then someone else has to catch the ball. Who is that? I mean, we can always go between MVS and Alan Lazard. It feels like every other week the other one, you know, goes off. So it's always hard. It's almost impossible to really gauge who's going to go over there. Uh, Robert Tanyan. I know a lot of people like him. He put up a lot of points la- uh, last year, but that was mainly just on like his big touchdown performance. And I just don't see him repeating that. So, you know, if you were looking to, if you got him because he was, you know, maybe one of the the higher upside guys, because you weren't able to get Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Kelsey, you know, all those types of guys, then okay. Yeah, sure. It's always just a dart throw with the tight ends anyways, but I would say, you know, hold off on your, your uh, baby Kittle love. If you went out, if you're looking at the waivers and you're looking at uh, Alan Lazard or uh, MVS and you're going, yep, this is the week. Alan Lazard's going off. Second guess yourself because it's going to be MVS. Just throwing that out there. That's that's how I've navigated that Green Bay situation. So basically whatever you think is going to happen, second guess yourself. Yes. And get the other guy. And keep second guessing. So if you're sitting there and you're going, well – I was going to grab Alan Lazard, but they told me to second guess myself to get MVS. Go get Alan Lazard. Yeah, perfect. Yep, that's exactly how to do it. Next yes. one should be a doozy here. The New York Giants hosting the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos are going to maybe surprise some people. Now, Teddy Bridgewater isn't like the most sexiest passer in the world, but I think he's good enough to produce for them. He may not be the sexiest, but he definitely has the biggest dick. You just want to be right on your Jerry Judy take. I mean, I was going to go Cortland Sutton, not Jerry Judy. Oh, but. all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, you know, Jerry Judy might, like, rack up the, the PPR points, but I think Cortland Sutton might be the guy who's able to, you know, get a big-time touchdown and stuff like that. I, I don't, Was I sucking Jerry Judy, Judy's dick last year? I already forget. Yeah. yeah yes, you bit. are. Just I a was? Bit. Just, just a little bit? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm the college. Tip, fo- I'm the college football just guy, a, so you know. Just a tip, buddy. Just a tip. Okay, that's all yeah. I can fit. My my mouth is very small. <laughs> got a small, got a small mouth. <laughs> Anyways, Tyler. It's I, just, gonna... I know. I just wanted to. I wanted the people to hear Travis's wheezing as he laughed through that. <laughs> what? <are> you... <laughs> all right. I uh... feel another song coming on. <laughs> Wrong podcast again, pal. Wrong podcast. I got another clip for the podcast, though. Yeah. You get the get the remix version that we found, though. All right. For the New York Giants, uh, I was somebody who uh, wasn't big on Danny Dimes, as, as anybody who listened to the pre-draft knows, so I would not go out and start Daniel Jones in this matchup. Uh Kenny Galladay, maybe he's probably going to get a lot of uh, looks being new over there. I think they're going to want to get him into the flow of things early. So they're going to get him started, go started early. Saquon is the big question. I don't, do you guys know if he's primed to start this week? I know there's been a lot of question marks around him. Anybody, anybody got any updates on Saquon? I don't know for sure, but I think he is going to, but he probably would be on some sort of pitch count or something. So yeah, that, I would I would hold off in that case. I mean, I don't know if I hold off. I would limit my expectations. You know, I would I would still start him because Saquon is still dangerous even with a pitch count, even with you know 
a limited amount of touches. I still think he could do a lot of good things for this offense. Um, but I just wouldn't expect, you know, league MVP two years ago, Saquon. Well, the problem, the, year, the problem is, is where his ADP is at. So if you have him, you've, you've more than likely drafted him at a higher ADP. So starting him, you have to, you can limit your expectations, but they have to be up. Like, Who's your other guy who's going to step in? You don't, unless you drafted two running backs off the top and he was your second one, you don't have somebody who's going to fill that dropped. expectation. Yeah. Um, so ass pussy. You, you would need somebody with a super high upside on the other end to kind of make up for what he's going to lack. And the Denver Broncos, I mean, they're not, they're not great, but I don't think their defense is terrible. They usually can hold teams pretty tight. Um, I, I would be worried about that. I would probably go with two guys who have better, high, higher upside and just let him rest on the bench until we know what he can do. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I'm not trying to just be a no, 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 no. I'm not taking it that way at all. I, I like having that take. It's, you know, I wasn't sure how to feel about Saquon going into week one. So I just kind of threw out how I was feeling. You threw out how you're feeling. Yeah, you got to feel horny about them thighs, though, regardless, right? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. All right, Cheese? Uh, the New England Patriots, they are going to... Oh, be... I didn't even talk... I th- You both talked about those games. My bad. Patriots I was like, at... I was like it, it was my turn to start anyways. What the fuck? Uh, that's my bad. Dolphins going to visit the New England Patriots. I'm sorry for the confusion, Tyler. All right. Um Cheese seemed like he had some things to say about the Patriots. So I, I mean, will take... I already pulled up the depth chart because, you know, I definitely am very prepared. I'm not just going off a depth chart and just picking names off off a list here. No, no, 100% not. I am prepared Shit, as all hell for this podcast. I forgot. You know what? This is the one. My, this... Throat, my glasses. Fuck. This is the one week where whatever, you know, there's nothing. If you if you want to look back at last season's numbers, they are what they are. But Next week, we I want you guys to fucking tighten it up, all right? All, all I'm saying is, us here at Points and Doings, we don't dwell on the past. Last year was last year. This is a whole new year. Yeah, Today's yeah. a gift. That's why it's the present. Oh. All right, that's 100. great. Way that's to, deep, great, dude. Great way that's to deep. end the podcast. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, right. everybody. See ya. <laughs> yep. What can you expect from... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't even know what that was going to be, but all right. Uh, in Miami, there's one person and one person only that I'm starting. Jason Saunders, the kicker. It's about time we talk about a kicker. This is the only place. Love it. No love for Tua Tonga Viola. Tua Tonga Viola. Viola? Like Viola Davis? Any relation? Whatever. Tua Tongue. Tua Tongue. Oh, I love make the shirt now. (laughs) Tua Tua Tongue. Guy Lova. Oh, I think I just found a fantasy name. That's a good one. Um, now I'm not, I'm not too high on him this year. He, he showed, he was a flash in the pan one or two weeks last year. He showed a lot of, uh, a lot of downside too. So I don't, I don't like him in this matchup. Uh, and then I think Devonte Parker doesn't have anybody to take the heat off of him over there. So I think teams are just going to double down on him and, and we're going to, it's going to be a, a sad end to the Devonte Parker era era in Miami. The guy they drafted is was going higher in uh, fantasy drafts on average Jaylen than Devonte Parker. Yeah, I in a lot of leagues I drafted both, or I'm only at two. 
both leagues, I drafted both of them, I'm pretty sure, um, if not just one, just to see which one's going to get more work. And I could, you know, kind of – I think it's going to have more of a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin effect if if the tongue man is good enough. Okay, moving on over to the New England Patriots. They're starting Mac Jones, and uh, this is big, big news for you know the passing game for the Patriots over there. I think it's going to be a uh, big step up for them. But I'm going to talk about the uh, the running backs or the running back. I think Damian Harris is going to you know he's going to get more production because Cam isn't stealing all the touches, all the red zone touches. So uh, that's what I like. Am I breaking up because I hear like feedback? I like there's them as little, well. You were hearing feedback. I hear. I heard you're pretty crisp. Okay, just just one, just one, just, just just touch. You're fine. You're fine. Okay, are you sure. Do I have to start the whole thing over? Do I have to call? You know in? what? You know what? We might might as well just restart this thing. So just throw back. Mm, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, Tyler. Thoughts on the Buccaneers and Cowboys? Ah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right. Uh, last Sunday game, the Bears going to L.A. to play the Rams. We're at cheese again, right? Yep, cheese, 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 cheese. Say with conviction, Travis. Say with your chest. I should. I, I don't know why. I'm, don't well, second guess I, yourself. I, I made that one this mistake, and now trying I'm trying to start the second receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, if you're going to second guess yourself, just go with the other one, Travis. Come on now. <sighs> Fuck, you're right. Sorry. Uh, Have so, I learned nothing? <laughs> uh, the LA Rams, uh, Matt Stafford going over there. He's going to. I mean, I do like Jared Goff, but I think obviously Matt Stafford is definitely a, a step up over there. Uh, J-Row did talk about the uh, the Rams running back situation. I agree with him. I think it is kind of it's a clusterfuck over there. I mean, Daryl Henderson, I thought he was going to be the guy, and then they signed Sony Michelle or trade for Tr- Sony Michelle, and Henderson is questionable coming into it. So it's just it's a whole big mess over there. Uh, Woods Cup, I think they're production will step up and Robert Woods is one of the guys that they always look touches for not only just passing the game, but they always, they also hand the ball off to him. They create like, you know, fly sweeps and stuff like that. So uh, he's going to be good. And also Tyler Higby, he was a disappointment last year, but uh, I think he'll step up not exactly to the level to where he was just, you know, killing it at the end of 2019. But I think Higby will have a a good, a little bit more consistent. I know you guys said that uh, Stafford doesn't like to throw the tight ends a little bit, but I think they'll, they'll find a little bit more uh, goal line work for him. And Ger- Gerald Everett being gone there too definitely opens the door for Tyler Higby to have a better day. Cheese, I want to ask you if you had the opportunity, who do you like more? Do you like Robert Woods or do you like Cooper Cup? Who, who Who's your one? Who's your two over there? It's a little hard to say just because of the new quarterback situation over there, but I do like the upside a little bit more with Robert Woods. As I said, they seem to find a way to get him the ball. Now, Cooper Cup is going to live off of you know, high reception games. Woods is going to be able to to rack up, you know, big time plays. He'll get a couple yards running the ball, maybe even punch it in with a rushing touchdown. So I think overall, I like Robert Woods. All right, beautiful. Uh, in Chicago, uh, I uh, Justin Fields, I like him. I'm not starting him just yet. Uh, it's a wait and see if you if you drafted him. I'd go elsewhere for quarterback this week. At what point does Andy Dalton get yanked from this game? Oh, oh, that's right. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is the game. starter, Tyler. Fuck, I forgot. Even at, more. That makes I it wanna, even worse. I want to take bets. I want to do a little bet between us right now. At what point does Andy Dalton come out? If you don't, uh, if after I think the it, first quarter, I think he'll come out in this game at halftime. 
But if you think he's going to get through this game, uh, I don't know. No shot. Keys? After the first quarter, I think he throws two picks in the first quarter and he's gone. I will say Andy Dalton plays the entire first game. Fuck. Really? Yes. I, I mean, is, if is you that hate, something if they, you actually believe in, or is that something you? Well, I would say if they hate going him against if, us, if they hate, well, I'm going against you, but I honestly okay. would have said like you know maybe four, five, six, you know that type of range. And if they picked him to start Week One, obviously they like him enough to kind of see it through for at least start, a game. They put picked him to start Week One before Justin Fields fell in their lap. That's the thing is they, I don't think they were planning on getting a QB at all this. I don't think they were, they knew one was going to fall to him. They promised him the starting job before they got Justin Fields. And the fact that Justin Fields has been playing well during the, you know, preseason, ah, just, I can't, he, he's not going to play good against his Rams defense. It's going to be, I think that's going to play a factor in and they're going to have to go to him. They're going to have a field day with him. They're going to have a fields day. Oh, shit. Fuck here. Stop doing this. This is not, <laughs> uh, you're not fucking funny. Um, He's punny. With, with, thank you. With Tariq Cohen being out, I think uh, David Montgomery set to have a big workload this, this week. So David Montgomery would probably be my only Chicago bear that I would start with, with any sort of confidence. All right. And then we'll move on to the final game, the Monday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Baltimore. Ravens, we're back to Tyler. All right, I'll take Baltimore here. Um, I think you're starting Lamar. I think you're starting Mark Andrews. I'm kind of in a situation, and obviously Justin Tucker, a little more kicker love. Um, I'm in a situation where I don't know if I'm confident starting Gus Edwards just because Lamar's running ability, and we we've seen – Gus Edwards on 10 touches can get anywhere from five yards. So he could explode for 80 yards. So I don't, I, you, you don't got to talk about it too much. We talked about it the head of this when we talked about the injury and stuff Exactly. and Le'Veon Bell signing over there. Well, Le'Veon Bell, I don't think makes an impact. In yeah. I'm just saying you already talked about come. it. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Good so, advice uh, for the Raiders. I think the only person that I absolutely love is, Darren Waller, Waller the baller, and uh, Dana Carlson. There you go. There's some more kicker for you, Tyler. Uh, but overall, uh, Josh Jacobs, I'm not the biggest fan of him. He's questionable coming to this game, so I feel like he's always questionable for every game. I, I do like, I think, Kenyon Drake a little bit more ADP-wise because I think he's going to – Jacobs is probably going to go down eventually, and uh, he'll – you know, Drake will step in and get these touches. But going up against the Ravens, a tough defense – this, I think this is going to be a tough matchup for the Raiders here. They're, you know, Josh Jacobs is just really reliant on uh, touches and the, and he's not really good in the passing game. So I could see the Ravens kind of running the ball, like down the Raiders throat, getting up a little big and Carr really has to throw the ball. And when Carr has to throw the ball, they're down, you know, 14, 17 points. Jacobs isn't going to, you know, be a volume monster. So then I, that's where I see Kenyon Drake stepping in, possibly scoring more points than Josh Jacobs, honestly. Do do we see Kenyon Drake? Do you guys see Kenyon Drake having weekly uh, startability? Basically, even if Josh Jacobs does play, can can you feel confident starting him at, at like a deep flex? Not not weekly. I think it. I think it truly depends on the matchup. I think it truly depends on a matchup and what kind of team we're playing against. You know, uh, the you know the Ravens are a team that 
can be offensively really productive with Lamar Jackson and teams like that can get big, get up big, like she said. And it's a matter of if the game is a couple scores away, we know they're going to have to throw to Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs just isn't effective then. If it's a tight game or a game that we're in the lead, I mean, or, or you think we're going to be in the lead, I don't think Kenyon Drake will be an uh, option to start. Travis, when did you join the Raiders? What? When did you join the Raiders? What did I say? Did hey, I say whoa, we? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not hating on saying we for sports teams, all right? When um, this is an objective fantasy football That's podcast. true. This is, when we're talking I did fantasy, not, it's a little confusing. I did not mean to say we. That's my fault. That's my fandom getting in between my uh, my nuts person? and my butts. What? We. I said, what do you want? We. 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 All right. Any more on that game? No? Nope. But we All do right. have fantasy questions. I don't know if the oh shit sent by by Johnny Roca. What? Johnny Roca sent me a few fantasy questions. Oh, okay. Well, I so, didn't even I didn't get any. Oh, I didn't even check the trap door email. Damn. And nobody put anything on any of the socials. I know. I was Damn. Damn. I for, I completely forgot about that. Next week we'll be better. I definitely don't. What have questions should you have? All right. Um. So, you definitely you have control of the <laughs> social medias too, you fucking piece of shit. That's exactly what I was gonna say. No working ass. I definitely don't have control of the social media, so I can't post fucking give me shit out here. Fuck. All right. So first question comes from uh, Tyler Stidham from SoCal, who I guess is affiliated with Johnny Roca. Johnny Roca sent all these questions from these people. So shout out to Tyler Stidham and also Johnny Roca. With the Texans releasing Deshaun Watson, who do you think is the most likely spa- landing spot for the QB, if any? Wait, Deshaun Watson got released? I, I didn't think so, but maybe that happened while we we're recording. If anybody wants to fact check that, cheese, can you fact check that real quick? And then Jamie, the, the, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't see anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten an alert on my phone. I would have yeah, thought I, to. I, lose. I, my, my phone's been going off, and all I've been seeing is baseball shit. I yeah. haven't seen any. Um, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Me neither, but for speculatory reasons, if he were to get released, do you see a landing spot for Deshaun Watson? Miami. I don't think they release him. He's too valuable. Yeah, and, well, and for them to release I, him, it costs is, so much he, money. God damn it, Jesus. This is all speculatory. Just for, yeah. Yes. If, no, if, no. If, then if he goes to that's... Philly. He goes to Philly. All right. Yeah, because they don't even like Jalen Hurts. Uh, and then same question, but for Cam Newton. Cam Newton, nowhere. Which was answered on Trapdoor to Hell. Uh, they're gonna have hell. to wait for someone to get hurt. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what we said on Trapdoor to Hell last week. Was like he doesn't have he's he's not good enough to be like bring in unless you have an injury in a quarterback position. I know they have RG three, but I like to see what he could do with the Ravens because he's pretty oh. much Lamar Jackson, but just like bigger. He's older Early. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um. All right, this question from Renee Briones in Merida. I don't know how to say that city name. Merida. Uh, Reseda. Sure. Not, Not the Reseda. second one. No, nope, ah, the first it. one. Christina uh, Ricci. What is technically considered a good trade? Ah. Uh, well, you trade with the idiot who doesn't know what they're doing. You get Patrick Mahomes for <laughs> Kenyon Drake. I don't know. Yeah, if you can, if you can steal, you know, and get – if you feel like you can get the better overall week to week player, you, you win. I feel like it's really hard, especially if you're in leagues with intelligent guys, you know, you're not really having a a good trade for you. It's mostly just kind of, you're in the, 
you're in what you got. You know, you need a wide receiver. This guy needs a running back. You have an extra running back that'll fit him. You he need has an extra wide receiver that'll fit you. You got to do it. That's the way it is. Like I, I don't see, I don't see that many trades. You know, period. So yeah, it's I was interesting. Say, tra- trades are trades are kind of falling out the wayside. This brought up Johnny. Well, Rogan because everybody ask- and also to everybody's always trying to you know they want nobody be, they puts out, get the edge. Nobody puts a trade out initially. That's fair. Yeah, they're they're always trying to make it good for them, and then you have to battle back, and then you you, you figure out really fast when that person doesn't want to deal with you that they're you know they're just trying to be an asshole. Uh, Johnny Roca asked me this question a couple days ago. Uh, it just r- reminded me. I figured I'd bring it to you guys as well. Uh, he had a trade go down in one of his leagues. Someone traded Ezekiel Elliott straight up for Miles Gaskin. Do you guys think that was? Something, that should be vetoed. Do, I was gonna say that was kind of his question. Was that something fishy, or was Johnny Roca just not seeing something with Miles Gaskin? I I think that's I think that's somebody taking advantage of somebody who doesn't know. That I mean that's what that that's what that reads to me. Unless there was some under the fucking what do they used to call it on uh, the fucking collusion under the kit some table collusion, with, some collusion with some going fucking on. money with some money payouts or something like that, you know, behind the back that, 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 that boat, that vote should have been vetoed and then vetted to see if it was true, because I don't want to stop anybody from just being an idiot, not doing their research, but I don't want shenanigans in my league for somebody who doesn't take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's and it's like for the most part, I say you probably shouldn't veto any trade. Maybe you kind of talk to the people to see what the discussions were behind the scenes. Because, like Ezekiel Elliott, I would assume the quote unquote smarter person got Zeke. Zeke is a pretty well known name, and I'm pretty sure like the person who knows nothing about football knows who Ezekiel Elliott is probably. So that, that's one that I would say is a little fishy. That's uh, I gave him the same advice. I said that's a little fishy because Miles Gaskin is not supposed to be very good at all, and and it's just that's. It's a weird trade to happen. Well, I say I say veto, then vet it, because if you veto you veto at first, just so the time doesn't run out before you can have the conversation and truly like you don't get a true conversation while that thing's still running through veto at first. So they know you're serious and you won't let this thing go in unless they're serious about the trade afterwards. And then you can let them put it through. All right. Uh, We had a question from Trevor Silva, who Johnny Roca says plays in multiple leagues. How will Chris Godwin's injury affect the fact if he should start him or sit him on Thursday night? So Chris Godwin was added to the injury report uh, today with a quadricep issue, and he was limited in practice. Cheese, uh, do you have any opinions on this? Difficult, because it's always just who do you have, what are your options? If you're someone who like really went heavy on the wide receivers and just drafted like a bunch – then maybe I would say hold off on him just because that uh, Cowboys defense is not that great. I can see the Buccaneers maybe getting up, uh, you know, pretty big early. So then they, they rest Godwin and, you know, don't want to push him too heavy. I haven't really looked into his injury status, his situation, exactly what he's looking like, but um, you know, it's just, who do you have? If you have a better option out there, then, then sure, go get him. But if Godwin's like, the first guy you drafted and you don't really have that much depth at the wide receiver position, then I think you have to go with them. Yeah. Great opinion. I was going to say like, if, if the, if he's like hurt going into a week, the fact that they have so much other talent over there to throw to that, maybe you want to step away from them just because I feel like they could be like, you know what? 
you're only going to get this many, you know, plays ran in any your way. If he's healthy, then you're like, yeah, of course you want to start him. But, you know, you got to play that game. It's going to be hard all season with Buccaneers wide receivers. We did it last season. We did it the season before. It's it's such a fucking hard game to play, and you, you just hope that you get the right guy at the right week. Yeah, and it if was, you have, like, another receiver who's questionable going in, you might as well just start Godwin. If you know he's going to play, then wait it out till Sunday, then that guy is a scratch. So Yeah. It was so much simpler when Jameis Winston was the guy over there. You knew every wide receiver was good enough. That's right. You're goddamn right. Uh, and he just should be started. Just to reiterate, that man should be started by everybody. Yeah. Um, Justin Teams from L.A. asks, was acquiring Zeke worth having him for the season, or is he a fade? Now, should this you trade him for Miles Gaskin? Now, this makes me, makes me question, why would you use the term acquired and not drafted? Were you the person who drafted him for – or traded him for Miles Gaskin? Because if so, what does, the fuck is going on? That, yeah, I'm so confused. I'm very this. confused. Um, I, I think you have to hinder your results based on the ADP of where you got them. Like that's that's the name of the game. Is where did you get them? Where did you know of opposing the other guys? Like if you're going into them and at the end of the seat, like in midway through the season, you're looking at the stats of all the guys that were ahead of them and all the guys were behind them. And he's kind of perfectly, bla- you know, perfectly based in there, like like the draft order went. Then you're happy because that's you know you drafted him at the pr- appropriate position. Now, if you look back later in the season and ev- there's a ton of fucking people who are scoring way more points than him, you're gonna be a little fucking upset. But I mean, I don't think you'll Zeke gets a ton of work over there. I don't think you're gonna be very upset. So I, I like Zeke. I mean, I liked him kind of like a top five, top four guy getting drafted. What, what was the actual like question for uh, for um, Zeke? Was was he worth acquiring for the entire season, or should we, f- or should he be faded? Uh, I mean, did I answer that? Yeah, you kind of did. I uh, I think they'll get what they need. Yeah, I mean, I I like him, and you, I mean, you as Travis said, like you drafted him probably definitely first round. You probably got him pretty high. You're gonna play him. You have to play him. But I'm also you know, not opposed, you know, everyone's available pretty much now. I'm probably not trading him for Miles Gaskin, but if someone wants to, you know, throw a, you know, someone else, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Austin Eckler or somebody else that maybe has a little bit of value, but got drafted kind of later than, you know, I- I'm open to that, but, you know, going into it, I like Zeke overall, but I do, I am aware that the fumbling is an issue. Maybe the defense is so bad that just Dak is a throw for 7,000 yards and Zeke is going to have to rely more on PPR than actually rushing touchdowns, but uh, we're at the wait and see. And final question here, Tony Lalani. Good, asks, I'm running out of battery. Asks, I was offered a trade. They want to give me Adam Thielen, but I have to trade away either it's Terry McLaurin or AJ Brown. Is it safe to trade one of these guys for Thielen or deny it? I will answer no. this. Deny. No. Deny. Deny. It. Deny. deny. De- no. Adam Thielen is on the decline. Justin Jefferson's taken over over there. Um, Scary Terry has a lot of upside with Ryan Fitzpatrick at QB and AJ Brown. It should still be the number one guy for Ryan Tannehill. 
if you need a if you need like a good running back that this guy's got extra, then you throw in one of your mediocre running backs for his good running back, and then you've got an even trade. To but I guarantee this guy, this guy's just trying to take advantage of you because Justin Jefferson is showing you on the on the injury list right now. Yep. It's a hot time for Adam Thielen, even though I mean, like, th- there's no way that Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown are week to week starters, and Adam Thielen just not that guy. They're set it and forget it guys. Adam Thielen hasn't been a set it and forget it guy in like three years. You need a touchdown from Thielen to be relevant. There it is. All, all right, right that was all the questions. That, that was, was the last question. question. All right, cool. Uh, thank you. That is the week one uh, wrap up there. We'll see you next week. Cheese, what can we expect from points and doings this week, pal? Well, uh, you guys just oh, listen sorry, to sorry. points and doings. Curveballs and so. chair shots. Curveballs <laughs> and chair shots. Dude, that was coming out so smooth, too. If that I would have just fucking good. said the right name, I would have just <laughs> what can said we the expect, right name. What can we expect from points and doings this week after what can you we finish the episode? From, what can we expect from curveballs and chair shots this week? Uh, well, hopefully we actually have an episode this week, so we're going to have to uh, wait and see on that. We are going to be now... We're going to do our official 2021 NFL preview. And I came back from Chicago all out. It was amazing. Tyler can attest. And we're going to just go over that and talk about it. And it's going to be a a great time. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Right, Tyler? Very great time. Cheese, I will offer my services up again. If, if, uh, if need be, I can co-host if, if absolutely needed. Okay. My people will talk to your people. We'll work out a fair trade. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Miles Gaskin for, uh, let's say, Zeke. Sure. I mean, I don't have Zeke at the moment, but I can try to trade for him and then I'll give you. Uh, you son him. of a bitch. I'm in. Okay. All right. Trap door to hell this week. Tune in. We're doing Shang-Chi review. We're going to do our NFL uh, season long predictions and a, a bunch of fun, a bunch of more fun stuff. So tune into that and have a great fantasy football week. <laughs>